Welcome to Bonehead. Is that better? Welcome to Bonehead. Is that better? Because last week you gave me shit for not being, having enough zeal for the intro. Well, I mean, now you're overcompensating. No. Yes. No. You are. This is just too much. Now you've scared people away. We'll look at the stats. It'll be, oh, I I listened for three minutes, but that loud, uh, big loud guy scared me away. You can't get it. You have to use the word big. Our list because you're large. I mean, I don't know. Actually, I would imagine you're what two X three. I don't know. I don't know what large you are. Why? 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 Why you gotta go there? I don't automatically saying, "Oh, look, uh, four-eyed pimple fuck." There, I don't start sentences with that. I mean, you could. I do wear glasses. I mean, if you want to label people that wear glasses, sure. Well, sure, obviously, you you're fat shaming me. Oh yeah, because I I'm in the room to judge category on this. Well, you're the one that said you're the one that said that you started the last episode with not enough veal. <laughs> I meant to say veal. You I may have cow. said veal or veal. I I'm not arguing with you. I you baby cow eating mother. <laughs> I'm a mother. Mother fur. Mother fur. Yeah. See, that's lollygagging around the word fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All oh. right, so this is the Muppets part two. I did have some even Muppy Muppeteer. Someone reached out to me and said that they enjoyed the show. So uh shout out to Marianne Farley. But what I was going to say, Marianne, thank you. She sent me pictures. I guess he went to I've actually forgot which college he went to. Is it Maryland? University of Maryland. And they have stuff named after him there. And you can set uh they have Yeah, they've got a bench with him, kind of like the yeah. I'd never seen it before. I don't remember it. So that was cool of her. Thank you so much for tuning in. I feel so bad for you. We were doing the table question. the other day and people were asking. Like I said, I was really good about barking and getting people to the table. Chad was much better about explaining why they should li- listen to us because I didn't have a good reason. <laughs> I've got a question. Yeah. You see this go around the, 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 the social medias sometimes. This is a good way to talk about this episode. If you could do one non-Muppet film yeah, and replace every actor with Muppets except for one, what movie would you do and what one actor would you save? Citizen Kane. Con Air. Okay. Con Air's well, a good one. What act so you would you keep Orson Wells? I'm going back and forth between him and Joseph Cotton. You know what? Screw it. Screw Joseph Cotton. We're doing the third man and I'm keeping Orson. No, no. Gonzo is going to do the look down there, Kermit. <laughs> do you see all those little <laughs> would you really care if i started just you know they just started disappearing you know income tax free man that's the only way you can make money if it was just gonzo (laughs) oh my god i don't even need humans in this i don't need an actor to be replaced so muppets third man just look down there kermit you know exactly what scene i'm talking about all right chad uh, go ahead uh connor uh colmini Oh, you're keeping coma. That's a good choice. No, thank you. So, so who is who is who who's going to be Nick Cage's role? Ooh, who's going to be Nick Cage? Oh man, that's a good good question. Can I have a suggestion? Yeah, Pepe. I was I, Pepe was who I was thinking for some reason. Too. Perfect. That shit now, great. The the hair. It's perfect. The, I've it's, got a flip side question though. That's yeah, maybe no, more yeah, important. Give the box back. The buddy at the box, man. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Yeah. Put put the money back in the box. Okay, more important question with that. This is casting, a fantastic Chad. job on this, Chad. Uh, James, you did a really good job. More important casting question, though. What yeah. Muppet plays Steve Buscemi? Ooh, I had it. I had it in my head. Is Rizzo too much on the nose? No, no I Rizzo's was, too much. Uh, I I would say Animal. See, I was thinking of Sam the Eagle because he deadpans so much. Ooh, or, that's better. You know what? Because I just that scene that of too. where he goes, hug too much, hug too little, choose your neuroses. You know, that entire thing. Sam the Eagle doing that works for me. I don't know why. Actually, I think Pepe could play all the parts. <laughs> on the same line. Hug too much, hug too little. <laughs> I was driving with the guy with the kid's head on top of my head. <laughs> Oh, my God. Now, even the darker scene. What is it? Danny Trejo's character where he's the... Uh, yeah, Johnny... Uh, Johnny Johnny twenty four uh, Johnny twenty yeah yeah it would be more like Johnny six hundred if the truth came out yeah <laughs> oh my god that'd be the darkest Pepe scene ever no that that would be Kermit I want Kermit <laughs> to be uh, yes yeah 
That's Kermit be more. I don't think they're going to let you make that version. Kermit. No. By the way, oddly enough, you know who? What I was saying about. And by the and way, I, John John Malkovich's character would be uh, the bear. I'm forgetting oh, his name. Oh, uh, oh, um, not Fozzie. You're talking about the other bear. Yeah, right? the bear. Yeah, the yeah. The big Jeffrey guy. The big Tambor guy. Sidekick you should always face. remember the big guy. You fat shaman bastard. You know, here's oddly enough, you picked Con Air, Chad. My answer to this was The Rock. Oh. And I want Sean Connery's, I want to keep Nick Cage, but I want Nick Cage to play, have to, have to play off of Uncle Deadly's in, in Sean Connery's role. I want Uncle Deadly to be Sean Connery <laughs> in that film. See, well, I would say things in here don't react well to bullets. Sam, <laughs> yeah. Sam Eagle. Does that normally happen? I think Sam Eagle what, would actually be perfect thing? for the Sean. That would be perfect for the Sean Connery role. Sam Eagle. Really? You know who? No, I think no he's too American, and obviously we have to have somebody that doesn't come across as immediately American. No, then, then, then you know what? Fine. Um. Oh God, the guy who throws fish. Oh, uh, uh New Zealand. Is it New Zealand? New Zealand. I, yeah. 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 There you go. Uh, no, I picture him as more in uh, the Tony Todd role. Nope. You're both wrong. You know who plays You know who plays Sean Connery's role? And, and this is going to be a shocker. Pepe. <laughs> Losers. Losers. Wander about their best, okay? <laughs> Winners go home and fuck the girlfriend. <laughs> the, prom, the prom queen. Whatever. It's hilarious. No, I want, it's got to be well, Uncle I Deadly. I steal this question. Did you steal this from somewhere? It's on social media all the time. Choose one movie. Choose one actor in the movie. I've Everybody never else seen this. Up. I've never seen this on. Maybe if you weren't always on those, uh, st stop going to OnlyFans. And <laughs> but by the way, if I've you got to do... make money now, are you Hold talking on. about if... where I actually post <laughs> pictures of my Hobbit feet? If you had uh, one OnlyFans but could replace it with Muppets, <laughs> Pepe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, by the way. That would just be somebody's hand sitting there, right? I don't. Yeah, pretty Naked, much. I'm please. serious though. I, I that was a great question, and Chad may be right. I, I don't know that it's, it's better than Con Air, although I just love Gonzo doing the whole <laughs> speech on the merry-go-round from the third man to Kermit. By the way, Gonzo the way, and Gon mine would be in the John Cusack role. That the yeah, Gonzo was John Cusack. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, yeah, yeah. That would just make sense. It just makes perfect, yeah, perfect sense. By the way, uh, but he'd have to drive the electric mayhem bus because I want to see that flying behind the plane. <laughs> yeah, of course. My car. Well, hold on <laughs> now. You know, Con Air is a Disney movie, and they own the Muppets. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, the Rock and Con Air are both Disney movies. We should be able to make this to happen. Who yeah. who, uh, who plays Dave Chappelle and gets tossed off the plane, Chad? Oh, man, I had that one, too. I think that would have to be no. That's too on the nose. Because I won the entire scene. He told me he loved me. Doctor Teeth. Oh yeah, I can. Doctor Teeth would work. I can see that. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Now and now I'm trying to figure out where who Floyd's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> we by the way, we should probably get into the actual topic. Right, of who this is way going. more entertaining than anything <laughs> we're going to talk about. All right, let's what let's just do one more thing. Okay. That we all agree on. Is a great film, and let's see if we can muppetize it. Is it Ghostbusters? What about if it? you had to cast the four Ghostbusters as Muppets, who would they be? That one's harder for me. Oh, see, I think you've got to have Kermit there somewhere because he's, you know, like he's. Would Kermit uh, be Egon? I see. I think he's you can't. Too straight. I think Egon needs somebody to be. Egon's probably Gonzo if you're going hardcore mainstream oh, Muppets. Maybe, but Kermit is kind of the heart. So Ray's kind of the heart of the Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. So who's Winston? If you say Pepe, <laughs> Rizzo could Rizzo be Winston? Oh, hey, no. Okay, I, I hate to be. Me because, enough, yeah. I hate to be Sam the Eagles. Egon. Oh, that would be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Pretty big twinkie. Now, who would be Winston? Peter. I don't. I think, think Peter. Peter Peter's going to be Fozzie. I don't see that. Peter oh. has, has swag. You know, Peter's. I don't see that as Fozzie. Does Skeeter get to be Winston? <laughs> Why Skeeter? <laughs> no, I mean I can kind of see that. See that. Um. You need somebody that. I mean, 
Dr. Honeydew. Oh, actually, should that be, Ooh. should Dr. Honeydew be Egon? Actually, it should be Dr. It should be Bunton and Beaker, and they actually play Walter Peck. Oh, yeah, that would work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's trying to pull the thing now. <laughs> yeah. Right? He's trying to turn it off. I said just, I don't care. What did you, I don't care about your opinion. Just shut it off. Oh, I know who should play Winston. What? Roth. Oh, yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. yeah. See? This yeah. job yeah. in the worth 11 five a year. Yeah, you um, pulled that out. Last <laughs> yeah. minute, Chad. I was worried. Yeah, I still don't Roth, know who could. I don't. Yeah. I still don't know of good Peter. I don't. <laughs> he's been looking for a while. So who 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 do we put in the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man role? Because it can't just be Stay Puff. You got to replace it with Muppet. Giant animal. I mean, yeah. kind of like going yeah. throwback. It, it, to has, Muppet it had to have to be animal. Yeah, giant animal or that that one. What's the big monster? And he because the one that comes out during Muppet. Oh, Sweetums. Sweetums. Yeah. I am ashamed you did Sweetums into the Ghostbuster one. I am ashamed you did not know Sweetums' name. I couldn't remember. Oh. Okay. So who? who Dad, I literally called you James earlier, and you are ashamed. <laughs> I remember oh or no! Um, I called James Chad. See, I didn't even get the. I didn't even get the correction right. We I forgive you. We forgive you, Bernice Buford. Um. Yeah, this is a podcast. We're supposed to. Pop. No, well, I was just thinking. So you know, I want to put. Um, I want to put Janice in the role of of uh, Janine. I mean, that just makes sense to or me. Or hear like, me out. Pepe. Pepe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Who's the guitarist on the Electric Mayhem? I can't believe you don't know Sweetums. No, is it Floyd? Floyd yeah. Pepper is on vocals and bass. He's the bass guitarist. Floyd is Peter. Done. Hmm. I can see that, yeah. I need to go back and think about it. Yeah. I'm not okay in this yet. I think well, we I don't to, I don't think we have to worry about it because I that is not owned to, by Disney. I think we need to stay with Con Air. And, well that is owned by no no I, but I was just sorry it was the way I wanted to intro this episode. No that's a great that's a great one. No that, more James, time that, was, on it. that was a good way to start the show. I but I just I couldn't start now asking every celebrity I ever meet for every panel going we'll get to your horse shit questions at the audience in a minute. Right now movie and who the Muppets go. No, actually, you need to ask them: Would you do a Muppet movie where you play this exact same role, but we just replace everybody else with Muppets? Yeah. And if they say no, the answer is panel over. Screw you and Fuck walk you out. and walk off the stage. That's right. Yeah, and that's and honestly, that's why and that's why I picked Con Air. That's why it was like the first one that came to my head because it was like you have to come up with a movie that has a, an, an ensemble cast with a lot of different characters, each one as interesting as the the next. And Con Air was the first one that came to mind. You know, I haven't yeah. watched Con Air in years. The oh. second, by the way, you want to know what number two was, but I went with Con Air instead? What? DC Cab. <laughs> you, by the way, you chose wisely. Apparently, Bill Maher does, does, does not care for the movie, but thinks Joel Schumacher, he loved Joel Schumacher, so I'd like to I'd like to ask him about Joel Schumacher. Uh, I love DC Cab. Yeah. That's one of those movies, I didn't put it on our movie posters episode, that's one of those movie posters I would love to have. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's get started. So on this one, we're going to start talking about our favorite Muppets and our, uh, because the last episode, we talked a little bit about the history. We talked about the different variations of shows and movies, but now we're going to spend the next 40 minutes, probably talking about our favorite Muppets. Who wants to go first? Um, I'll go first. Um, you all know what my number one pick's going to be. So I'm going to wait on that one. Oh uh, God. He's going to, he, his four hour, uh, 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 manifesto about why, uh, Grover is the greatest Muppet ever. And I hope I don't steal this one from James, but he mentioned it. So I'm going to go ahead and start with him. One of my favorite Muppets of all time is a lesser known one, Uncle Deadly. Uh, no, Uncle Deadly's great. Were you going to bring him up? I, I, I mean, he was going to be on my list if I needed him, but I, I'm fine. Because Uncle Deadly elevates whatever he's, he's in. He really does. I mean, I just like, love him. I know you all weren't huge fans of the Muppets the ABC reality office kind of show, whatever that was called. Was it? No, Muppets? it was called Muppets to not Muppets tonight, but it was called. The I Muppets. think it was just called the Muppets one again. Yeah. I think or so. just, or just Muppets. I can't remember. I think it was just called Muppets. But I, what I loved about that show was uncle deadly having to be miss piggy's assistant. 
And there's an entire episode where he's just standing in line to get coffee for himself. And he goes over his order, like, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to go get, um, I'm going to go get a coffee with two pumps of the, of caramel, two leisurely pumps. And later on you see him in line. It's it's a throwaway scene. And the guy's pushing the thing down and he just goes, leisurely, leisurely. (laughs) I, might I have... don't know why I couldn't stop laughing at leisurely, leisurely. And it's that uncle deadly voice. So go ahead, Chad. I, you know, I need to go back and watch it. Cause I, I had that. I, 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 James is right. I tried watching the first episode of that and I had, I could not get into it. I never went back. It took about three it. episodes to get into it for it's me. It's not awful. It's just not well planned or thought out. Don't you yeah. Think? Yeah, that's that was my main problem with the first episode. And usually, I know the first episode's a pilot, so I'm, I'm I try to stick in. But it was so hard for me to get through just a pilot. I'm like, I, I can't keep going. Um, so I, yeah, I know I, it worked for. I love the I love the side plot line of Fozzie dating a human and all the bear jokes yeah. her families make, and I, it worked for me. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it I wasn't. Need, I need to go back and rewatch it. I probably it wasn't enjoy the Muppet it. Show, but I enjoyed it for. Yeah, I, I need to watch it again. I probably will enjoy it. But no, Uncle Deadly is one of my favorite Muppets. I actually have his action figure upstairs, um, uh, hanging on my wall. Uh, he, he debuted in 1976. Uh, he was performed by Jerry Nelson from 1976 to 1979, and believe it or not, that's actually the only time Uncle Deadly was not reused until 2011 when matt vogel took over really yeah he only he only appeared in the background of a few of 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 a couple of the muppet movies um i I, he's a great part of the muppet movie of yeah yeah Yeah, no and i was going yeah um james do you know who jerry nelson says is um uncle deadly is a tribute to no john carradine yeah i can see that yeah, that that when when Jerry Nelson created Uncle Deadly, he did it with uh, uh, John Carradine in mind, which I thought was amazing. I didn't know that until did research on this. Uh, he made his Muppet Show debut on January thirty first, nineteen seventy seven, and you want to guess who the episode featured? You'll never guess. <laughs> go ahead. Really? Yeah, Dang, you'll guess. Go ahead. What? Are you, I, 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 honestly, what, I, I, what episode did did Uncle Deadly feel? Uh, premiere in who was the guest was it vincent price it was vincent price yeah that's what i i knew he was in the vincent price episode i just wasn't yeah. sure that was his first appearance i, I was afraid i it might be alice cooper but i can't remember which one came first no, i don't know it if he's was in the cooper no it's january 31st 1977 is when he appeared by the way the reason it was january 31st and vincent price is because it aired in the uk first uh, it was delayed in the u.s release um, in the episode, there's a skit where Fozzie and Gonzo have rented a summer cottage. Suddenly, Vincent Price appears with two assistants, and uh, one is a beautiful blonde, and another one is the gorgeous assistant played by Uncle Deadly. Deadly, uh, yep. Um, he is by not, the way, he... Chad, if you when Joe's talking or when I'm talking, you can pull out your phone, YouTube, and just search Uncle Deadly Gets Coffee. They've literally got that entire sketch right there. I'll take a look at it. Uh, he's also known as he also goes by another name, the Phantom of the Muppet Show. Um, that was one of the episodes as they kept calling looking for the Phantom, and it turned out to be Uncle Deadly. Um, he only performed a few songs, including Sheik of the Araby and You're You're Just in Love, which is one of the more memorable move, uh, songs. He did it with Ethel Merman. Um, and Uncle Deadly, like I said again, was pretty much forgotten uh, when after the Muppet Show went off the air. He only appeared in the background of various Muppet projects. So you you would just see him. He would just if you spot if you looked closely, you could see him. Uh, but he did come back with a vengeance when he when he was Tex Richmond sidekick in the Muppets, and he had that great turn. That's what I loved. Is uh, <laughs> do y'all remember when uh, he finally decided he was going to fight with the Muppets and they zoomed in on those weird yellow beady eyes. I thought it was fantastic. And there's basically no emotion there, but you can capture it just by looking at uncle deadly's face that he's had enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's came back a little bit since then he's appeared in other projects, nothing as substantial as I would like. Hopefully if the Muppets keep going, uh, we will see more uncle deadly. But he's one of my favorites. Somebody's playing something over in their mic. I can hear it on their microphone. I'm assuming it's James. No, no, I was 
completely innocent. I didn't mute. I didn't mute myself for a minute, watch that sketch, and then forget to turn it off before it auto played the next Did scene. Why? Watch a Why sketch would... then listen to James Thomas? <laughs> I mean, see, I got him wrong again. I didn't even see that. So you'd rather watch a sketch, James Thomas, and listen to Chad Jennings? I mean, I'd rather watch a sketch than listen to myself for sure. Yeah, that's mine, guys. Who goes next? Me, Rizzo. It wasn't uh, Pepe. Well, would you say it was not Pepe? <laughs> well, uh, I, I think know, he's on the I list. I don't think I'm really going in order, and it's really hard for this is impossible for me because some of the main ones, for example, I'm probably not going to talk about. Well, maybe one in a minute, but Rizzo is just so funny, and the Muppets Christmas Carol works because why, James? Oh, it's 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 yeah, it's Rizzo. It's Rizzo is Rizzo works as that outsider right he's the outsider that brings us in because we don't believe gonzo is charles dickens we don't believe and also same thing with the haunted mansion same thing with all of them he does he does that same thing like you said he's the outsider that brings us in and explains because none of this works and and it's ridiculous he's almost he's almost uh you hate to say it because of you know the 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 significance of kermit and gonzo and fonzie but Rizzo really, I feel like, is kind of like the soul of the Muppets. You think? Well, huh. I think he's, I think James, that's an interesting point. But I think James, for me, it's a little more accurate. What James said is it's not necessarily the soul as much as it is. He's basically the audience and is, what would you? He's the, what, he's what, the everyman. He's the, he's, the, he's the everyman. He's the blue collar guy. He is a blue collar guy, but he's basically. Oh, what are the the people on the out during Shakespeare time? What are they called? The ones. The chorus. He's the, the chorus. He's the chorus. He's not only the chorus in the Muppet Christmas Carol. He's a chorus in a bunch of these things. Well, he's I mean, even in what's going on, even in Muppet's Treasure Island, where he plays. I mean, he's he's basically Jim's friend, but he has that he he can break through the fourth wall easier than anybody else right he does serve that court he's selling tickets to the pirate ship for a rat cruise on the side i mean it's he just works well so yeah yeah. he's not my favorite muppet he's one of my favorite muppets and he actually was created by steve whitmore in 1980 he's a background on the muppet episode when they're following around christopher reeve and some rats won't leave christopher reeve alone i need to go back and watch this i he didn't actually get a lot of scream time till Muppets Take Manhattan. He's briefly in the Muppet Great Muppet Caper, but it wasn't until the Muppets Take Manhattan. And after that, it was all hold, you know, all holds off, man. He was, he's a, he, he is, he and Gonzo are the chorus for the Muppet Christmas Carol, right? Yeah. It, it's interesting to me, as much as we like the Muppets, he's the one, there's really two Muppets that did not make it into the 2011 Muppet movie, and he's one of them. Yeah, yeah, he's not there. He's not there, and the other one is Bean. Now I understand why Bean didn't make it into it. I'm not shitting on Bean. I enjoyed Muppets 3D at Hollywood Studios at Disney, and I I, I just watched it again on my kid. Oh goodness, I just dropped something. I just watched it again on my kid back in May. But how the hell did you pull out? And I like Uncle Deadly, actually as much as you all do. But how do you pull out him and some other obscure ones and not be able to work with Rizzo in? I'm yeah, I don't kidding. know. I, I don't. I have a hard time believing it couldn't have fit him in somewhere in the movie. Bean, I understand. Rizzo? I don't know. I mean, unless Jason Segel was kind of... He not a Rizzo seemed, fan. Yeah, maybe. And, you know, like I said, the Muppet movie worked and Rizzo was not in that either. Yeah. So it's kind of... I agree with you all that Rizzo is is an important character, but, but sometimes... they brought everybody back except yeah. Rizzo and Bean. I mean, everybody. There's a lot more obscure characters who have yeah. very little to do. I like Scooter, but would I rather see Scooter or Rizzo? I'm telling you right now, Rizzo. By the way, I said Skeeter earlier. I forgot Skeeter is the sister, isn't she? From Rolling. I can't believe you don't know Honey Badger's name. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I said I meant to say Scooter. I didn't. I said Skeeter. Skeeter's never actually been a Muppet. She's only appeared in the Muppet Babies. All right. Who... Yeah, there's there was an entire parody thing about how. Um... There's been two parodies I'm aware of that obviously were non-authorized. One was that she never was real and Scooter had a mental breakdown and imagined her the entire time. <laughs> and the other one is that Scooter killed her. I like the and, second one. 
and that she slowly like she actually didn't die and it's more or less a send up of I know what you did last summer and movies like that where she's coming back and, and planning to kill the other Muppets for, for ignoring her all these years. All right. James. You know, I'm going to go with one of the mainstream ones first because I think it is one of the characters that I, I think even as a kid, I was like, yeah, that, that that character I understand. Ask Gonzo. I, I know that's a Damn mainstream you. answer. But Gonzo That was going to be the big one I picked. Gonzo is, I, I don't, I'm not Kermit. No. I have no identity with Kermit. I love the character, don't get me wrong. I would like to be Kermit's friend, but I'm not Kermit. Kermit. But I understand Gonzo is weird. He knows he's weird. He knows he doesn't fit in. Yeah. He still pursues what he's interested in. He, you know, he doesn't belong. But there's times when he has more soul than a lot of the other Muppets. I mentioned in our last episode you know, in the Muppet movie, when he sings, you know, the, the there's not a word yet for old friends that just met. Mm-hmm. And I hope to go back there someday. He has a lot to him than what shows on the surface. Um, yeah. And and that's what I really love about Gonzo is Gonzo is this weird, flippant character that, quite frankly, you know, he's been an alien. He's been a frackle, not a fraggle, a frackle. If you look at his first appearance, he was identified. He's a frackle. Um, and and all this different stuff. But really, he's, you know, he's whatever he needs to be. And and I think that's what makes him a fascinating character is that Kermit's always going to be the leader, even if he doesn't want to be. And even if he knows, quite frankly, that people aren't good at his job. Like, that's one of the other memes that go around occasionally is be more like the Muppets. They're not really great at what they do, but they still do it, Right. Right. And I think that's, but Gonzo doesn't have to be good at what he does. Gonzo just has to do it. Uh, you know, he's not a great stunt man. He's not a great musical performer. He's not a all these different roles that he's played. He's not a great plumber. His truck's kind of cool though. But you know, he does all of this stuff, and he and I think it's interesting that you know there was a little controversy about two years ago when they did the episode of Muppet Babies where he dressed up as Cinderella and, you know, he has a line where he goes, well, I I, I, I knew I wasn't going to be what you all wanted me to be, but I wanted to be who I am. And everybody got upset about it, which blows my mind because nobody's ever went, dude, that guy's been with chickens. And that's not the first time it happened in the 80s. He was in a comic strip. Comic. Where and, he yeah. Where there's a bathroom and the LGBTQ community, I didn't realize this either. I've never seen this. I need to Google yeah. it later. Where yeah. they picked up on it and have used it as a as a flag, as a banner for themselves. Where he's pet works best men, works best women, and then goes to the whatever restaurant. Yeah, and, and that's what he, he's non-binary. Yeah, and he is, and that's what he's always been. He is adaptable to every situation as a character. But he also always has heart. Like he never did. There's no, like, there's no malice with Gonzo. No, Gonzo has never set out to hurt anyone. Now, has he caused harm? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. But that's why he is really identifiable for me. Is he is who he is. He doesn't mean to cause harm. He's ignorant a lot of the time. He, you know, he he he's not exactly the brilliant Muppet mind. But at the same time, he just goes along with it. And by the way. Do you all know why he ended up playing Charles Dickens? Like why they picked Gonzo to be Charles Dickens? No. Brian Henson's reason? <laughs> he literally went, we wanted to pick the one character nobody would go, you know who should be Charles Dickens? <laughs> Gonzo. He said that literally was the conversation, was who 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 should be Charles Dickens? Because everybody thought, oh, Kermit. Kermit's going to be the one to tell the story. It would be much more readily believable if Gonzo was... Bob Cratchit, because Bob Cratchit, you know, takes a lot of crap and never gives it back. And, and you know, mm-hmm. he's going to hang out with the rats and he's going to, that would be a Gonzo role. And they went, no, let's just flip that. Gonzo's going to be the writer of this great story and he's going to be the one to tell us. And it works b- because Gonzo can do anything. Gonzo mm-hmm. can be an alien. Gonzo can be a frackle. Gonzo can be a whatever. Gonzo can be a weirdo, which is what he was officially identified as in Muppet Babies. Um, you know, it doesn't matter. But Gonzo, again, I, I, it's a great character because he can he's be hilarious, he, but he's got heart. 
Yeah, and he's happy with who he is. He doesn't apologize. He's he's Gonzo. He never yeah. feel he never ever questions who he is. No, and I, I mean all that stuff about you know Camilla the chicken and all that stuff. It doesn't matter. That's you yeah. know, and and we can watch it even you know at the height of, and I think that's one of the greatest tricks the Muppets ever pulled at the height of all these scary things when we were being told in the eighties, you know the crises, all this stuff that happened, nobody ever went, well, what is Gonzo teaching the children, right? Gonzo survived the satanic panic dating a chicken. <laughs> I mean, think about how, I mean, how overprotective some parents were, but nobody ever called out Gonzo because he's Gonzo. There's a, there's a power to Gonzo people don't realize. All right. Who's next, Chad? Yeah, I'm going to go deeper into the obscure well and talk about probably, and he's always been one of my favorites, always. Crazy Harry. Go boom. You like Go to make boom. explosions only yeah. in your pants. <laughs> you don't even like fireworks or guns. I know, but I love Crazy Harry. I just love the fact that he comes in. Dirty Mary. Every time. Uh, so Crazy Harry's whole shtick is he's a pyrotechnic specialist who always shows up when someone mentions an explosion-related uh, uh wording or phrase and he goes did someone say bang and he just starts chuckling and pushes down the lever and blows everybody up and even after it's over he's still sitting there cackling like a madman i love crazy harry um and everybody else would be hurt and he would just still be there unfazed <coughs> i loved it uh, he debuted in 1974 in the un in the what is very rarely known the muppets valentine show Oh, I'd like to see that. Uh, in the show, he was actually called Crazy Donald. He didn't. Uh, he didn't uh, become Crazy Harry until the actual Muppet Show premiered. Um, the reason he was called Donald in the in the Muppets Valentine Show is this is a reference to the builder who built him, Don Saline, Saline. I'm butchering the name, um, and he's the one who really loved making the effects for the explosions, which is why he loved working with Crazy Harry. He always wanted to come up with a new way to show the explosions. Um, but Crazy Harry was actually performed by Jerry Nelson from 1977 all the way to 2003. Um, and then he was replaced by Matt Vogel, the same man who replaced him for Uncle Deadly. Mm -hmm. um, his most notable appearance, and I actually need to go back and watch this because I don't remember it, uh, but he appeared in an episode with Gene Stapleton yeah. uh, where, where she performed I'm Just Wild About Harry. I'm Just Wild About Harry. And then he appears with an explodophone and proceeds to blow up everything around her. And <laughs> I want to, I don't remember it. And I've wanted to look it up for this episode and I just never got to, but yeah, I just always loved Harry. He had that crazy maniacal black hair, that black beard that didn't connect to a mustache. I don't, what is that, that thing called <laughs> where it's a straight beard, no mustache. Uh, it's actually supposed to be a goatee. No, I think. And then he had those huge, huge purple bags under his eyes, and his eyes, eyes were just jutting out. He just, he was just so maniacal and, lo and a lunatic. Pretty much a racist interpretation of what was going on in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> just nobody has ousted him yet. Yeah. He kind of... He, now think about it for a half a second. I'll be waiting for your counter-argument. Nope, not gonna argue anything because I'm not I'm not gonna let you besmirch the name of Crazy Harry. I, I just love the character. There, he doesn't. He's kind of a, a a one note person. He doesn't have a lot of build to him. I would love to see a Crazy Harry movie about why he likes to explode so much. It's not going to happen. Probably not. <laughs> All right. All right. Mine is yeah. I'm gonna do Pepe. Pepe the King Prawn was given to us for Muppets tonight. You know, in my head, he's been around longer than that, but he has so. Muppets and I gave us Cliff and Pepe. I didn't. I thought I didn't know that Pepe was on that one. I thought he was premiered before that. Pepe the King Prawn, whose full name is Pepino Rodrigo Serrano Gonzalez, hails from Malaga, Spain, and he was created for Muppets Tonight, and he was performed by Bill Barretta originally as part of the vaudeville double act with Seymour the Elephant. I love that your your two characters that you picked are kind of like the more simpler versions of the Muppets where it's basically kind of just their mouth that moves up and down. What do you mean? Oh, hey. Yeah, they just kind of, they just, they, you know, Rizzo and, and 
Pepe don't have a lot of movement. Like yeah, not a lot of articulation. Yeah, no, they but just... they're the funny ones. They're the outgoing ones. They're the ones who 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 say inappropriate things. They're the ones. I'm not arguing on... with you. No, but they're the all. ones. They're the ones who hit on women. They're the ones who like, hey, how are you doing? Especially Pepe. They're the ones who say inappropriate things and get away with it. And they're the ones who. Am I wrong? No. Specifically, even more Pepe who say who say just these inappropriate things, and there's like ah, and then they all just kind of ignore him and roll on. I'm no, I mean he doesn't get canceled like uh, like um like uh, Harry. No, like um the Pepe skunk. Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew, but Pepe and Pepe. Yeah, I mean he does have arms; they do move a little, a little, for like the most part. No, they're <laughs> not. I, I don't. I was just like, really, I just never thought of it. Yeah, they. Yeah, they're they're the two smaller ones that don't have a lot of articulation. But again, they 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 don't need it because their personalities are perfect. I, do you all remember he was the spokesperson for Long John Silver's? Oh yeah, yeah. In two thousand and two, yeah. I yeah. forgot until I was going back and forth and looking. Oh no, I I've, I've never forgot. That's just it's great. <laughs> Coming well, get they, shrimp, they okay? didn't they didn't think it out right, and after they didn't think it out, they had a deluge of people trying to get plushes and merchandise of him at Long John's. Oh yeah, yeah. One of you. Yes, I would have loved it. Yeah. But he's in a lot of the movies. And all they came in and got was that stupid cardboard pirate hat. I was going to say, I I, I was actually going to say, I would have showed up with my cardboard hat with my Pepe plush and and ate uh, one of them uh, way too much food combos that I used to get. plush smelling of malt vinegar. (laughs) And tartar sauce. Listen to all these people that he has flirted with on television. Rachel Bitterman, I don't know who that is. Ashante, Jody Foster, barking up the wrong tree. Bonnie Hunt, Joy, Whoopi Goldberg, Lady Gaga. That's just to name a few. I I just think Pepe is amazing. And I do agree that he would be the best part of a Con Air remake. And there's not much to talk about here other than it's probably brought back to... Pepe and Gonzo, James stole Gonzo, but I understand Gonzo. I understand Pepe. Who's next? Me, I guess. You know, I'm going to talk about one, and actually, I, I, I used a quote about him last week, but I, I said Floyd instead. Uh, I didn't mean Floyd. I meant Zoot. Zoot is one of my favorite Muppets, part of the Electric Mayhem. Is he Doesn't... the saxophone? Yep, doesn't speak a lot. And if you know the story behind that, originally in the first season, he talked a lot. But that's because the, and I'm blanking on who it was, David Goals does Zoot. And he's actually one of the only Muppets that has been done by the same person from then till now. David Goals does Zoot. Um, but the guy that Jerry Nelson, I think, did Floyd. But during the first season, they couldn't, uh, Jerry Nelson had had competing things and he couldn't do all the episodes. So they would give Floyd's lines to Zoot, which wasn't supposed to happen. And so he said as time went on, he, he got to make Floyd what he wanted him to be, which was kind of this burnt out, doesn't talk much. And it's, it's why one of my favorite lines is, is Floyd is supposed to be smacking Zoot on the back of the head to get him to respond. And, and the line is, ah, Zoot skipped a beat again. <laughs> He's just spaced <laughs> out completely. They can't get him to respond. I love that scene. But also Zoot is, he shows a part of, uh, of how diverse the Muppets themselves are. Zoot is Jewish. Yeah. You find that out in Muppets Letters to Santa. Uh, he actually wishes Kermit a happy Hanukkah, and it cuts later to him lighting menorah. He's Jewish. He's kind of a, a burnout. Um, he may be an alcoholic. You get some references to that in some of his appearances. And, and He's fascinating, though, because he is so quiet, but he says so much without saying anything. Like, you know... He's burnout. You know, he's there's just something about that character. And again, I don't know what it says about me that I've picked two people that are definitely outsiders in the grand scheme of things because Zoot doesn't even fit in with the electric mayhem. I mean, he does, but if you compare him to like Animal or Dr. Teeth, they're all really loud, really Mm -hmm. extravagant personalities. And Zoot plays the saxophone, basically stands around. And so he doesn't. Floyd has a lot of personality. Janice has a lot of personality. Zoot is that guy that just happens to be there. 
And there's something fascinating about that character to me. Because when he plays the saxophone, it's really how he speaks. Like, you get his emotion through his music way more than you do anything that he says, because he talks mm-hmm. like a burnout. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of deadpan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Azut is just, he's a, he's a great character that, you know, and he pops up in everything. And and again, he doesn't have to say anything. Some of the best exchanges in the Electric Mayhem, he's just standing there and they have back and forth. There's a scene in Muppet's Treasure Island where, you know, he, I thought we were with the frog. And Floyd goes, man, don't get involved. Just play the gig. <laughs> we just go wherever we go and play the gig, man. Okay. <laughs> and he goes back to playing because that's what he does. Holy shit. I I don't remember that line, but I feel like it should be on my tombstone. I know that's it. I don't get involved, man. Just play the gig. We don't take sides. We play the gig. That's what it is. We don't take sides. We play the gig. And so, yeah, it's great. Uh, and and I think that's one of the great, you know, nonsensical characters. So that still somehow shows so much personality, even though he's a burnout, possibly way, an alcoholic. If we were, by the way, if we were doing the Blues Brothers as Muppets. He would be Elwood. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would be Jake? I, I thought about I want, once. He, I'm not trying to nail it on the head, but I actually want Bunsen and Beaker to be Jake and Elwood. I don't know if that would work. Works no, my head. Maybe, maybe. As much as I would like, I just don't think. No, I've said right, Beaker. We do have a half a pack of cigarettes. Me, 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 me. Well, but I, I think the problem is with Jake and Elwood Blues. Jake is always the one that has kind of the heart, right? Yeah, Elwood's over the top. Or I'm sorry, Elwood has the heart. Jake yeah. is yeah. over the top. I was wondering why you said they got confused. Yeah, I, I, I well, they both off. have heart. Well, well they do. From God, Jake. They do. Have you seen but, the picture? Yeah, Elwood though has way more visible heart. Like he's the one. It's not until Jake sees God that he has a change of character, right? Yeah. And so. That's when he realizes they're on a mission from Gad. All right. Rolf, by the way, would have to play Ray Charles in that. Chad. So, you know who I say you know who I say for last. By far my favorite Muppet of all Bro, time. And I, James and I would pick him. Yeah. But we didn't want to take it away from Chad. Well, thank so you. He lollygagged to the third to use his favorite. Beaker. Who? Beaker. Never heard of him. He is by far my favorite Muppet. He always has been. But he, he was a late addition, right? I mean, yeah. he, originally, Honeydew was by himself or had, you know. You know I Beaker, don't remember that. Beaker yeah. did not come in until the second season. Yeah. The entire first season, wow. Bunsen did the Muppet Lab segments solo. Hmm. Which is probably why I'm having a hard time getting through the first season of the Muppets. Because I'm like, where's Beaker? Um, and he's just not there. Um, he did not appear until May 31st, 1977. He, I didn't realize he went through three people. Uh, he vo- was vo- first voiced and performed by Richard Hunt. And after him, he was passed to Steve Whitmire. Uh, if you're a familiar fan of the Muppets, you know what happened to Steve Whitmire. Um, and he was replaced by David Rudman. What happened to Steve Whitmire? I don't know. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, James, isn't he it the now. one that... He had a lot of, he was one of those ones that was making Muppets difficult and they had to let him go. Yeah, allegedly. Now, there's allegedly. two sides to that story. Yeah. Now, but... are you, Steve Whitmire is not the voice of Kermit, right? I thought he was. was what, no, I'm just what I'm asking. Is he the one they let go who's the voice of Kermit? Because it, I it, thought he was, Brian yeah. Hinson, Brian Henson even came out and said it was difficult. Yeah, I believe Steve Whitmire was the voice of, the, of Kermit and he also did Beaker. Apparently, Brian Henson's point was is that you couldn't. You could not deal with someone who walked in and says, I'm Kermit, therefore you need me. Yeah. And then yeah. Whitmire's argument was, I always was arguing for what was best for the Muppets and Kermit. Yeah. They're probably both correct. Yeah. What do you think, guys? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's hard when you're dealing with the Muppets because everybody has their opinion on who the character is. And, and honestly, does it... The, it really falls into the person doing the puppet. I don't it's, know. I have a hard time. I I, call, I texted you both when we watched it when I watched the new show. Remember this and said, "What the hell happened to 
Kermit's voice. I didn't know about it. Do you all yeah, remember it, this at all? Yeah. You're like, they yeah. fired him. I was like, what do you mean they fired him? He sounds awful. Yeah, he does. He does not sound terrible, Chad. Yeah, terrible. It, 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 was, it was very off-putting, which is one it's, of those reasons why I had a hard time watching the new season. It was just, it just, it just ruined it for me. I don't know. It's because it, the work. voice was so different. And that's the same thing with, uh, by the way, that was the same thing with Big Bird is when, oh, oh man, yeah, when God. they, when they changed him, it's not Big Bird anymore for me. I just can't, I just can't get past the performance, yeah, the voice. And I know for kids, it's not a big, you know, for kids growing up they're that's going to be their big bird and that's fine for them. But for somebody, uh, I don't, I don't, I know Joe said it wasn't James. I don't know how it was for you, but with Sesame street, Sesame street was a big part of my childhood. Um, and so was big bird. So was Snuffleupagus. So was, I mean, all of those characters were, and then just to see big bird change, I'm just like, it, I, it rattled me. And I can't, I can't get over it. So um, luckily my kids are past it. So I didn't have to really deal with that part of it, but yeah, just going back and listening to him now, especially during that whole COVID because Sesame street did a whole lot of stuff over COVID. I couldn't get past it, hmm. but no uh, beaker. Yeah. He is always, he's the character who is always the one getting tortured <laughs> by, by Bunsen honeydew. If there is an invention, you know, Beaker's going to somehow be put through hell. And it's always going to involve him screaming at the top of his lungs and coming out completely shaken, not knowing where he is, and just going me 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 me. Yep. I didn't realize the first time he actually had talking were the first time you actually hear him talk is in the Muppets, uh, the Jason Siegel, the Muppets, when they talk about it, the thing being only sadly temporary, and he goes sadly temporary. That's the first time Mupp Beaker ever actually said intelligible words. I don't know if I knew that. I don't even remember that part of the movie, actually. Yeah, I'm trying. It's been a long time since I've seen it as well. You know what? Oh, oh God, guys, my notes might be wrong. I think that might have been Muppets in Space. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. I think that's Muppets in Space. My note, I might have had a, I need to go back and check. My notes might be completely wrong because I think he says that when they're talking about the uh, the rubber duck invisible spray. He says it's only temporary. Bunsen says temporary, and Beaker says it's only temporary. Mm. I think I I I need to, when when you all talk about yours, I'm going to go back and check that. I think I wrote that wrong on my notes. Um, did you know it was revealed that he was a Star Trek fan? No, and he does a pretty good. I I, I need to look this one up. Uh, I did not know, uh, but this is one of those factoids that is on uh, on his fan site. He does a pretty good little Richard impression. Mm. I need to go back and I haven't had a chance to look at it. Sorry. I was trying to do long, tall, tally, Yeah, I can see it. I can see that. Have me some fun tonight. Only he's doing it over the Predator sequence. That's a different movie, buddy. He is apparently cousins with the wrestler Seamus. It was revealed in an episode of Monday Night Raw. Uh, he uh, he has uh, his main performances where he's known for is his uh, performance of feelings. Danny boy. And of course, the one that I played to my daughters when they were little to calm them down. Oh, to joy. girls. No. Oh, to joy. Beaker's version of Ode to joy. I would play to my daughters when they were getting upset and they would calm them down immediately. Did so, you try Fat Bottom Girls? No, I did not try Fat Bottom Girls. You it should, was, because they make the rockin' world go round. It was, a depending on their cry, it was either Ode to Joy, um, In the Jungle. You tried that shit with my kid, yeah. Or Gummy Bears. Yeah. yeah. Well, they it, belts here and there and everywhere. They're, they're filthy buggers. No, no, not that they one. Go from port to port. Not that one. I'm a gummy bear. Oh, that one's awful, Chad. I'm a gummy no, bear. Chad, I'm past that. Let's not. <laughs> we're all three past that. Let's not bring it up. <laughs> but no, yeah, Ode to Joy, it always calm my kids down. And I always recommend that for any parent. Your kid's upset, play Ode to Joy. Right. By, um, by Beaker. By Beaker. Not by anybody else. Yeah. By Beaker. Or you could just do the Ode to Joy with the Die Hard sequence going on at the explosions. Nope. <laughs> 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 no, yeah. It was always a highlight, even even in the Muppets Babies, because I didn't realize I did I, I saw some episodes. I didn't realize him and Bunsen were only like cami. They were they only had a few guest spots on the show. Oh, yeah. 
uh, I always loved little miniature Beaker uh, Beaker coming in and and you know working with the the the, the regular cast. But yeah, just watching him go through hell in the Muppets lab always brought a smile to my face. I could never, never not smile when, whenever he was coming on. The only time it ever bothered me uh, with, with Beaker was the, and it's one of my favorite Muppets uh, specials that doesn't get a lot of recognition is it's um it's a very, very Muppet Christmas. Yeah. Watched it twice last year. Yeah. Which is a play on it's a wonderful life. I, for some reason, when they turn him into the big bouncer, it, it still bothers me. <laughs> Don't know why they could have done so much with him in that movie, and they turned him into a, a brief cameo as a bouncer when, in the alternate world. So yeah, I just um, I had to talk. I had to end on Beaker, Joe. All right, so this was really tough because you James took Gonzo, but honestly, that's okay. The reason being is that it left me with the Swedish Chef, it left me with Doctor Teeth, but as much as I love both of those characters. As we're summing up the personality of me, the personality that has made me up all these years of who I am, my existence, Chad, my inner being, as I'm sitting here opening myself, filleting my flesh and showing you my inner workings. The gestalt of Joe, if you will. Statler and Waldorf are more me. <laughs> I was I was, I was saying about them for my last one, so I'm glad you did. Yeah, it that's a cheat. Like, that's a cheat. You can only pick one. <laughs> oh, he's so much more a Statler than he is Waldorf. Yeah, I agree. Statler and Waldorf make me so happy still. I can still I got so excited. I felt myself getting excited about the shitty insults at Muppets 3D back in May. And I've sat through that ride, I don't know how many times. Dozens, dozens, and I felt myself getting excited. One of Jim Henson's last hurrahs is the Muppet with the Muppets. Is he and Stadler and Waldorf were both created by Jim Henson. Yeah, and then there's a and that's him doing Stadler and Waldorf. Waldorf. I don't know yeah. that I actually knew that. Wait, that's him doing both? I think so. I didn't know that. Well, that's what I read, but I don't know if that's true. So let's not get too. Yeah, I don't know blind. if that's necessary. I don't see how that's true if they're performing them at the same time. Wow, he's got two hands. He's got one up each puppet's ass, and they're both hands just stay here, right on the right on the 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 edge on the velvet when they're talking so they actually appeared in 1975 with the muppet show sex and violence that's exactly what it was called yeah yeah sex and violence sex and violence Statler and waldorf have been around forever if you've never if you don't you have to know who Statler and you may not know their names but you know what they are right yeah they're the old grumpy guys they also had a great. You guys remember the old five oh six? By the way, the bi-weekly? Just, just so you know, I have uh, it has Richard Hunt listed as Statler and Jim Henson listed as Waldorf. You say Mike Hunt, Richard Hunt, oh, who also Mark did the boy. He, he was the one who did um Statler. Well, no, he also was the one who did Beaker. Okay, so there you go. From the balcony where they did these web, where they did these mini series yeah. of short yeah. videos. You remember these? Yep. Yeah, those are hilarious. I just love them. They're not in everything, but when we were sitting here trying to find things, are they my favorite? Like I said, all through, I love the Muppets. I don't have a favorite. That's one thing I took away. Did you just mention? Did you just mention from the balcony? I'm sorry, I was yeah, looking. I some... did, and then you, okay. you interrupted me when I was talking about. Sorry, it. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, well, finally he didn't lollygag to somewhere, James. What can you do? Now back to Statler and Waldorf. I just picked. So you know what I really like. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. I, had, I kept. I think I just picked things that just are part of my personality, and I just love two old men screaming. Why do they? Sh-? And no one's ever explained why the hell they even show up. Well, why, why do, they- do we always come here? I guess we'll never know. It's like a kind of torture to have to watch the show. It's never. It's- they are in the same gestalt. I, I I put them in the same category as I do Mystery Science Theater 3000, right? Yeah. Like they're, they're why are they why do they keep doing it? Well, don't think about it too much. Well, what else have they got going on? Well, their feet are nailed to the floor too. That's true, which is a joke in Muppets 3D. Yeah. Good lead, but our new feet are nailed to the floor. <laughs> yeah. Awful jokes, 
lame puns, my favorite thing in the world, James. Uh, well, uh, by the way, no, they have some of the best lines too. I love them in Muppets Christmas Carol where they play Marley and Marley. Yeah. They have a great song, but then in the flashback where he, uh, where it's the ghost of Christmas past taking Michael Caine, Scrooge back, and there's a great scene where Fozzie is the Fozzie rubber chicken factory, and he's he he builds up this big thing. I've got to give a speech, a little speech, going to give a speech, and he unrolls this paper and finally goes, "Welcome to the Christmas party, Merry Christmas," and he closes it and he discusses them and their deadpan and goes, "It was short, or it was pointless." It was stupid. It was short. We loved it. I mean, it's just a great... Anyway, I'm going to talk about one that, quite frankly, why they are not launching a miniseries with this character, I do not know, given the rise of everything coming back that is now on my TV weekly. Why has Link Hogthrob not <laughs> returned as the captain on Swine Trek in Pigs in Space? Why has that in, not happened? In space. By the way, Link Hogthrob was voiced by Jim Henson until Jim Henson passed away. And Brian Henson says that any time his father had to do anything that was considered remotely manly, he took on that voice. That's where that voice came from. Cause, and he's like, oh, I'm the man, so I've got to carve the Thanksgiving turkey. And he would do Link Hogthrob's voice <laughs> as he carved fantastic. the turkey. Because that was his generic "I'm a manly leading man" voice, Let me and I can't this turkey. I will change these brakes in front of this automobile. Yeah, and I can't do the voice, but I love I love Pigs in Space. Obviously, I'm a big Star Trek fan. But on top of that, he pops up in other things uh, as as the superhero as Wonder Pig. He does an entire version of Danny Boy, um. I, I, and things like that. I mean, the stereotypical 1950s egotistical leading man type role is what Link Hogthrob was making fun of. But it's just a really fun character. And it does, it's one I don't identify with. But, I mean, Pigs in Space is just a classic Muppet thing that hasn't been revisited much. Not really, no. And Link kind of disappeared after Henson died. He didn't really return until... Um, as far as having a lot of speaking lines until Muppets Most Wanted when he did uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. Uh, he, However, he was, oddly enough, Chad, you mentioned last week Little Muppet Monsters. Um, he did, he wasn't an animated Pigs in Space segment that was part of that show. Yeah, it's, a, it's the first episode. And he also was in one episode of Muppet Babies. It's Link Hogthrop. I don't so, remember that. So if if you've never, yeah, Link Hogthrob is he's not a heavily used Muppet these days, but obviously Pigs in Space I loved and and I would love seriously as much as Star Trek is on television or well Paramount Plus now, yeah, and we've got fourteen different Star Treks you can't do. Can you imagine? I mean, we could even argue the point. Can you imagine just using him in one episode to spin off a parody of Deep Space Nine? Cast it at will. Throw some Muppets on it. It would be great. Who would be Quark? The answer is, of course, Pepe. You didn't even let me answer. Well, Rizzo would, of course, have to be Odo just so they could go back and forth. Right. Absolutely. All right, guys. Any honorable mentions? Yeah, I got to talk. So I talked about Crazy Harry and Uncle Deadly because they're two of my favorites that are lesser known. But right up there with Beaker as one of my favorites of all time is Animal. Um, I wanted to put him on the list, but I figured I wanted to give some shout outs to the lesser knowns. But Animal has always been one of my one of my favorite Muppets. He's just a lunatic. And uh, like I said, the, 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 the manic, the, the, the bouncing off the walls, that fits me to a T. What, James? But he's also, again, you picked a character that, yeah, he's crazy. And there's things that trigger him, but he still has heart. Yeah, he still loves every, he still loves everybody. It's just, he's crazy and, and sometimes snaps and wants to, wants to eat it, wants to eat you or, or, you know, just tear up the room. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he's great. And he was all, all him or, or Beaker were on the screen. I was happy um and whenever he would have interactions with people and he would just rant you know the best part about animal was when he would get really excited 
or and he would and he was trying to calm it and he would just do that heavy breathing and his eyes would just 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 keep going up and down up and down in control in could that was the one that was probably one of my favorite parts about the muppets uh seek two things about the muppets jason siegel's that i loved was that part where he does where he's working with jack black in a in a in kind of a cult going you know <laughs> in control uh no drums no drums <laughs> He just whenever he's on the screen, I know I'm going to laugh, and that's why Animal's one of my favorites. Jerry, you got any? Uh, oh, okay. Well, I've well, got I kind of mentioned mine. Mine are dark. Okay. I mean, I love. And by the way, he's the only. He's the only. Uh, it, it, I'm sorry. Just one. Th- one quick thing. Uh, James, I don't know if you have any, but Joe and I have kind of. Joe and I kind of have the uh, Palisade toy collection of the Muppets. I have the Mupp Pigs and Space one. Okay. Oh, I, I thought you did. I thought you had that or one of them, but uh, I have a, coll- a a mini collection of my favorites. I have Uncle Deadly. I have uh, Crazy Harry. I have the Muppets Lab with Bunsen and Beaker back here. Animals, the only one I don't have, and it's kind of that's the one I wish I had. So yeah, sorry. Just go ahead. Uh, I've got two that are honorable honorable mentions because before Jim Henson passed away, he wanted to make sure that Sesame Street couldn't be touched. So he separated them from the Muppets, but they were, you know, until that point, they were Muppets. Yeah. And so as a kid, I didn't really enjoy Sesame Street. I'm not knocking anybody. Did I just, it wasn't my thing. But the only characters that I loved from Sesame Street was I, I understood Oscar the Grouch. He wanted to be left alone. Yeah. He wanted this. What did he want? He wanted, he liked trash. He liked what he liked. Again, very similar to some of the other ones that I was like, oh, okay, I get that. It's similar to Gonzo in that way. He likes what he likes. You're not going to convince him to change. Leave him alone. He was That's my favorite. Was. He was my favorite on the Sesame Street was God, was Oscar. And oddly enough, my other one that I, I liked, and it actually had less to do with the show than a certain little golden book, was Grover. The monster at the end of this, book, this book is by far one of the greatest American, and I'm not even being sarcastic, as no. far as getting kids hooked on reading, that book deserves every award ever. Because my parents got it for me when I was little. Yep. And I still, to this day, can almost quote that. I looked at it all the time. And I wasn't a big Grover fan, but I loved the idea. You have this character that is so scared of what's at the end. And then, spoiler, Joe, I know I don't want to ruin this for you. I know you're you're probably still working your way through it. Uh, but at the end of the little golden book, who's the monster at the end of the book? It's Grover. He's a monster. Oh, I am so embarrassed. I am so embarrassed. I, yeah, yeah, it's so, yeah. it's such a great, so those are two honorable mentions. One, I have to mention though, because it may be my newest, my favorite of the newest, newest, newest Muppets. I don't know why, but he works on me every time. Joe, the legal weasel. I do not know Joe the Legal Weasel. I have. Oh never my heard God! Of... He's a reuse of the Emmett Otter design, and he literally is an. He's the same thing as the Otter, except he's supposed to be a weasel. He wears glasses and a suit, and he pops up all the time to tell them when they're in legal trouble. Oh my God! I've never seen this character. James. Oh my God! You have it. Oh, he's in... on. Yeah. He, he, he he they originally launched him when they did the announcements of for Muppets Now, which I did. I'm not. I watch Muppets Now because it's Muppets. I'm going to watch it, but. I didn't love Muppets Now, but when they announced Muppets Now the first time, it was Kermit saying, hey, we're coming back. And then he literally just pops up and he goes, uh, you can't technically say you're coming back. You technically never went away. As a, as your legal representative, I have to caution you that you now work for Disney and you're on your you, you got a fine path here, Kermit. Do not get us in legal trouble. And there's an entire sketch where it's national talk like the pirate day. And it's and and it's you know Kermit saying R and it goes through all these people and then cuts to him and he goes hello I'm Joe the legal weasel and I'm here to engage in copyright infringement that's the most common form of piracy around today and I don't know why but I couldn't stop laughing because he's just this deadpan just legal guy that looks like a weasel he's a legal weasel and I don't know why I think he didn't exist till what 2019. Yeah, the Muppets plus the Muppets now is where he premiered, and then he also was in the Muppets Haunted Mansion episode, which I do not remember this character being in it. I 
And have so he pops up in the legal in the talk about pirate day. His line is, "I'm French on copyright." And when Kermit goes, "That's not very piratey." His response back is, "Copyright infringement is today's most common type of piracy." And he just deadpans. He's a legal weasel. I don't know why, but honestly, if you're listening, Disney Plus, have him move to L.A. <laughs> and be a talent agent for people. Basically, redo Arliss. With Joe the Legal Weasel, and I will watch every episode. I don't know why. I love Joe the Legal Weasel. Of all the new characters, literally within the past probably four or five years, Joe the Legal Weasel works on me every time. I don't know what that says about me, but if you've never seen Joe the Legal Weasel, check out the few things that he's been in because I love that character. There is a whole article on, don't ask me what this stands for, CBR. Comic Book about, Resources. Is that what it is? Yep, CBR. It, website? Yeah, CBR.com has a whole ep- whole article, Muppets Now, Joe from Legal is a Hidden Gem. I'm telling you, dude, if you've never seen any of it, watch it. Like, the first time you see it, you'll be like, meh, about three in, for some reason, either my brain just clicked on it or I had a stroke. I don't know. I don't know what changed. But Joe, the Legal Weasel, I would literally, like, oh, my God, if Boston Legal was still on the air and they could do an episode of him and Denny going back and forth, I would watch that today. I would pay an extra two dollars a month onto my Disney Plus to see one episode of that. William Shatner meets Joe the Legal Weasel. Oh, that'd be great. All right, guys. So this has been our three part two parter. I can't count our two parter about the Muppets. It's now time to dim the lights. We've yeah. done met them Muppets on them Muppet, the Muppet Show, show tonight. tonight. Grrrr. <sighs>